Hello, and thank you for downloading this programme from Starry Decisis Radio, where I discuss all the judgments of the United Kingdom Supreme Court. My name is Mark Tottenham. The Supreme Court delivered seven judgments in the last week of December, and I covered these in podcasts a couple of weeks ago. On the 27th of January, the Supreme Court delivered their first three judgments of 2016, dealing with various cases, including the right of EU nationals to reside in the UK, which is the subject of this programme, the right to anonymity of a convicted murderer with a history of mental health difficulties, and the right of the UK government to freeze the assets of a person who was believed to be an active supporter of Al-Qaeda. As I said, in this programme we shall deal with the two EU citizens who were considered not to be entitled to a right of residence in the UK. In each case, the reason for this was that they were economically inactive, but they sought support from the state in relation to social welfare or housing. The legal principle at play here is the right of EU citizens to live and work in other member states. In general, the EU allows free movement of goods and services, as well as free movement of persons. Until 2004, this was not a particular problem, as all of the member states were Western European and generally reasonably rich. There was some movement from poorer agricultural countries like Greece, Spain, Portugal and Ireland to richer countries like Britain, Germany and other industrial countries. But it generally was seen to provide labour to the richer countries while relieving their welfare states of the poorer countries. In 2004, however, the EU massively increased in size. It admitted several states that had been east of the Iron Curtain, including Poland, Hungary, the Czech Republic and the Baltic states. There was a justifiable fear that millions of people would move from those countries to the West and take advantage of the reasonably generous welfare systems in countries such as the UK. New legislation was brought in that essentially provided that a person could only live in a new country for three months unless he or she was working or had another reason to live there, and they did not have an automatic right to avail of the welfare provisions. In both of the cases I'm dealing with in this podcast, this is the legislation under scrutiny. The name of the case is Merger, M-I-R-G-A, versus the Secretary of State for Work, and the unanimous judgment was delivered by Lord Newberger. The first appellant, Ms Merger, was a Polish national. She had lived in the UK at various periods during her life. From 2004, when Poland was admitted to the EU, she and her family lived in the UK, and she had worked until 2005, when she did some, what was described as unregistered work. She then became pregnant in 2006 and applied for income support. This was refused on the grounds that Ms Merger did not have a right of residence in the UK. The second appellant, Mr Samin, was originally from Iraq, but he had been granted asylum in Austria in 1992, then he obtained Austrian citizenship. From 2005 he lived in the UK. He had a history of mental health difficulties, including depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. He became homeless in 2010 and applied to his local authority for housing. He was refused and also because he did not have a right of residence in the UK. Both Ms Merger and Mr Samin challenged the refusal to assistance by way of judicial review. As I outlined earlier, a directive was enacted in 2004 to qualify and regulate the right of EU nationals to reside in other member states. The preamble to the directive states, open quotation, Persons exercising the right of residence should not become an unreasonable burden on the social assistance system of the host member state during an initial period of residence. 
Therefore, the right of residence for union citizens and their family members for periods in excess of three months should be subject to conditions. End of quotation. On foot of that directive, domestic regulations were brought in by the UK, which categorised residence into a number of categories, which included worker, job seeker, self-employed person and student. The appellants in this case did not fit into any of those four categories. The issues in this appeal were, first of all, whether the domestic regulations infringed the rights of the appellants under the Treaty for the Functioning of the European Union, and second, whether the decision to refuse the appellants a right of residence infringed the proportionality principle. The Supreme Court unanimously rejected the appellants' cases on both questions. In relation to the domestic regulations, Lord Neuberger quoted approvingly from the preamble I cited earlier. He went on to say that the refusal of right of residence for the purposes of claiming welfare did not amount to a constructive expulsion from the UK. Open quotation. As I see it, the directive distinguishes between the right of residence and the act of expulsion. However, quite apart from this, the directive makes it clear that the right of residence is not to be invoked simply to enable a national of one member state to obtain social assistance in another member state. On the contrary, the right of residence is not intended to be available too easily to those who need social assistance from the host member state. End of quotation. Accordingly, he took the view that the UK domestic legislation was compatible with the EU directive. In relation to the question of whether the decision was proportional, it is necessary to remember that the primary purpose of judicial review is to strike down an administrative decision that has been made without the requisite authority. Over time, the courts have extended their reach to strike down decisions that have been made irrationally, in other words, such that no reasonable person would have made that decision. There is now some authority that courts may, in certain circumstances, grant judicial review of a decision that has been found to be disproportionate. The courts are slow to invoke the proportionality principle, however, because it is a clear interference with the ability of state officials to do their jobs. In this case, Lord Newberger held that the proportionality principle should not be invoked. He said, open quotation, Where a national of another member state is not a worker, self-employed or a student, and has no or very limited means of support, and no medical insurance, as is sadly the position of Ms. Merger and Mr. Samin, it would severely undermine the whole thrust and purpose of the 2004 directive if proportionality could be invoked to entitle that person to have the right of residence and social assistance in another member state, save perhaps in extreme circumstances. It would also place a substantial burden on a host member state if it had to carry out a proportionality exercise in every case where the right of residence, or indeed the right against discrimination, was invoked. End of quotation. In other words, it would only be in extreme circumstances that a person who did not fit into the relevant categories should be granted a right of residence, such that they could claim social welfare assistance. Lord Newberger concluded by saying, Whatever sympathy one might nat- naturally feel for Ms Merger and Mr Samin, their respective applications for income support and housing assistance represent precisely what was the aim of the 2004 directive to stop, namely economically inactive union citizens using the host member state's welfare system to fund their means of subsistence. End of quotation. The logical conclusion of the Supreme Court's decision is that Ms. Merger should return to Poland to claim whatever entitlements were available and that Mr. Samin should return to Austria. It is difficult not to have some sympathy for both the appellants 
but it is also hard to fault the court's reasoning. Thank you very much for listening to this program. If you have any comments, please see the Starry Decisis Radio Facebook page or Twitter account. And if you have enjoyed this program, please tell your friends and colleagues about Starry Decisis Radio.